Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we're talking to cool people doing cool things. And today, oh, I always love it when I record out of my house, and I love it when I get two sassy ladies that come. One's wearing a hat. They've got their high-heeled boots. They look like they stepped right out of an Instagram or a fashion magazine. And it makes sense because you guys are the Face Foundry, which is a new concept in the Twin Cities. I'm here with Michelle Henry and Allie Nanny. And I'm just curious about yours. You, number one, you both have like amazing eyebrows. You're fully made up. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. I've already done like morning drive, so I look like hell. Um, but how did, did you guys, were you friends growing up or how did you meet? No, actually we met through our a mutual friend who does our Botox. Yes. <laughs> really? Oddly yes. enough, Botox bringing people together. <laughs> okay, this is a terrible question to ask, and you're not supposed to ask, but how old are you? I'm 84. 84. 17. Because you have no... I'm like looking at them, and you're, you're for sure not 40. I'm 26. Okay. I'm 35. And so you guys are Botox maintenance people. Like you are the people that they say to start the Botox early so that these wrinkles never form. I do Botox. I'm so like, fill me up as much as you can. Not to like look crazy. No. I just want to look refreshed. I think preventative aging is what I'm all about. Yeah. And I can totally like, I'm like, look at, because you look like you are just stunning. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, both of you. I'm pregnant and I can't get Botox right now, so. Okay, so you have a egg. No, not at all. (laughs) Can you not get Botox when you're pregnant? I did not Mm -mm. know that. Nope. Okay. So, any, and you can't, you're not supposed to dye your hair. Do they still say that? No, no. Because there's other chemicals that aren't like formaldehyde. I think there's so many products that have like gotten so much better over the years yeah. that you can do a lot of things now with pregnancy it's they typically say wait after that first trimester but I dye my hair and everything was fine with my first sure <laughs> so you're your second baby yep how far along are you to 24 weeks so are you in what they call the like golden trimester where you're <laughs> like you're feeling so great I do feel great. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because I always thought, I was like waiting for that. Like, I didn't feel terrible. The first trimester was hard. I slept basically 24 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. And then the second trimester, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the golden part. Like, I don't feel terrible, <laughs> but I still feel like I'm a parasite, <laughs> you know, and something is like getting life from me and taking it from me. But other than that. Basically what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the program, you guys. So you met through your Botox lady and she was like, Hey, you two seem like you'd have a lot in common and you should meet. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We always, we both have a love for beauty and, um, Allie went to school for aesthetics and we kind of came together and came up with this concept. So when you say you went to school for aesthetics, Allie, what does that mean? Like, do you have a is there a degree in aesthetics? So I went to school for nutrition and realized my passion was beauty. So I went to Aveda and it's not, no, it's a license. So mm-hmm. it's an esthetician license. You don't need a four-year degree for it. Um, it's just 600 hours. And Aveda, just 600 hours, like that's no small feat. Aveda <laughs> is a great institute. They do a great job there. Yeah, it was great. All right. So you had nutrition, then you got the esthetician piece. How about you, Michelle? What was your background? I actually went to school for business, uh, apparel design, and merchandising. Okay. So from St. Thomas. 
Yeah, so you and guys could be a wicked pair. Yeah. <laughs> I um, uh, Before this, I had a screen printing business. You did? So, yeah, I saw in your, your bio yes, that you had Yes, I was a, in printing. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> I, um, I sold my <clears throat> screen printing business about 11 years ago, and I started um, an apparel company called Primp, and then sold that last year when Allie and I partnered up, and started the face foundry okay so. so face foundry could you guys explain what it is for the listener yeah so the face foundry is um an effective and efficient facial bar ranging from 20 to 40 minutes we have anything from facials lashes waxing and everything in between and is speed kind of the hallmark or is it the experience that's the hallmark i think it's both Um, I think that what we found is when you commit to a facial, what ended up happening for us is that 20 minutes of it would be a hand massage or a foot massage. And you're like, I'm here for the good stuff. I want my face clean. You know, I want, I want you to, I want you massaging my face, not my hands or my, (laughs) my feet. So I think that's where we came in and we said, let's really make this efficient, but also super effective and make sure that. People don't have to take a half day off of work to book it. They can, you know, book it the same day. We've got walk-ins are always welcome. Um, services that are efficient, but also focusing on, you know, medical grade cosmetics and, and skin care. Were you a facial person at that time when you decided to put this together? Like, was that part of your daily routine or weekly routine, monthly? How often do you get facials? You weekly. Can get, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, I get them weekly. <laughs> <laughs> um, typically, like every four weeks is what we suggest. Um, but we do have a weekly facial called the Sculpt that's amazing, and it lifts tones and tightens and just, like, lifts everything up, and it's fab. But um, typically every four weeks, and no, actually, before this, I never had time to go get facials yeah. because I have a one-year-old, and at the time it was a newborn, or he was a newborn. So I think that's what really drew me into this concept with Michelle is because I don't have that time and either either did she with her young kids so we wanted something we could just pop in and get that effective service done I used to go like once a month and then my esthetician moved and I was like oh it was sad and I didn't like have the energy to go out and find a different one but I have to say thinking back like my I mean, we are just so dry in the state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. So dry. Like, I am just constantly slathering on basically petroleum oil practically on my face to (laughs) keep it going. Um, And it's hard to find, like, just someone that you can go to every month that knows what your plan is. And I do like the idea of having, like, a more regular visit with someone. Yeah. And that was something that was really important to us. Um, Not only is our staff extremely trained. Um, We really pride ourselves on a longer training program, but we have monthly facials um, as a membership. So it's called the Facial Maven. You go in once a month, um, you get discounts, specialty products, you get that consistency. I love that. Yes. So you really get to bond with your esthetician and they really get to know your skin and develop a good routine for your skin specific needs. So let's back up a second. You guys decide like, hey, we dig each other. We both get Botox together and we love (laughs) face (laughs) stuff. And that's fun. (laughs) At what point do you like, are you having coffee and like, hey, I want to start this business. Tell me about how that conversation was when you literally started talking about we're going to have a business together. It was quick. It was pretty quick. (laughs) Like she turned around and sold her business and 
signed a lease within what 24 hours it was five minutes <laughs> five minutes Tell I me signed about that. <laughs> I signed the purchase agreement for primp at 10 30 <laughs> and we had a or it was 10 25 I knew we had a sit down meeting with the Galleria at 10 30 mm-hmm. and I knew we were going to sign our lease because it was executed but I I knew I could not rightfully run both businesses it wasn't what was best for both businesses so I knew that I had to finish one and start the other was it hard for you how long had you had primp the screen printing business primp uh no primp was the boutique okay so it was the boutique mm-hmm. i was wondering about that yep so you had you're a serial entrepreneur michelle yeah I know. <laughs> so you had a screen printing <laughs> business then you had primp and when you sold primp how many locations were there nine oh, there and, were that many yep and then a warehouse and I forgot to mention I also had a purse company somewhere in between there. <laughs> I am a, I, I like. I yeah, like so you're a serial entrepreneur. For sure. When, did you know when you sold, well, yes, you did know. You'd already worked on this business, I'm assuming, and you already had the plan and the business plan. Totally. Like when you asked, Allie, do you get facials before, before the face foundry? Were you getting frequent facials? For me, I was going in once a month regularly because I had just had a baby. And you can only dye your hair so many times or get your nails done. And, like, I couldn't fit into any of my clothes. Like, truly what I was investing in was my skin again because that was the one thing I felt like I could see results from. That makes sense, yeah. So that was something that I was doing every single month. And, of course, the esthetician I was seeing, they closed at 5 p.m. So I'd always have to take a half day of work, make sure that the babysitter was there a little longer. But I'd get these treatments every month. So. so that was the start of it. Yeah. I love um, serial entrepreneurism. And Allie, is this your first business? No, I had the last refinery, have the last refinery. It's still in business. Um, but I think for me, I did services for so long. I did lashes. So I love seeing the smile on clients' faces. And I always wanted to grow in that. So I was like, what else can I do? And how can I grow? And then it the stars kind of aligned when I met Michelle and she kind of had this idea as well. So, so the lash refinery is where it's on 50th and brand. That's what I thought. Yep. And you were the first person that I heard about that had, was it, are they mink lashes? We have all different kinds of lashes, but yeah, we have mink. Yeah. Yep. And I'm trying to think it might've been Allie from Allie shops who just raves about the lash refinery. So that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. So you decided to keep that. Is it because you'd already started it and you already had a clientele there and why upset the apple cart? Yeah, it's, we have lashes at the face foundry and I think, um, it is a completely different business. Like the clients there are, it's, we've had them for years. Yep. Like I've had some clients there that have been getting lashes from us from, I mean, since 2016. Sure. So, so I think, um, I, couldn't I don't know I it's it's different than the face foundry is it hard to run two businesses no I have great girls who I have contractors at the uh, lash refinery who kind of do their own thing yeah and kind of run it like it's their own business yeah that might be key to having that keep going simply because when you're a contractor it is your own business right you're right feeling like you're keeping your clients you're responsible for your marketing all those things that keep a business going yeah you're not as responsible for them because they're not employees so it is easier for me to keep it up but I don't have to be as involved who's the target market for face foundry 
honestly, anyone with a face is how we marketed it mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, you is know, that Gal- so broad, though, that it's hard to know, like... Well, we kept it really broad because we weren't sure, you know, that, like like Allie had mentioned, preventative care is huge. Yep. I think so much we're seeing people kind of stray away from the advanced plastic surgery that we saw that was super prevalent in the 90s yep. and 2000s. And mm-hmm. I think people are now getting really smart. And we get a lot of young girls in that are 18, 19, 20 to, you know, we'll get women in that are in their 60s that are still taking really good care of their skin. And so it's like... Every age is preventative, if you think about it. Sure. But we got a lot of young girls in right away. And so it was hard to really narrow in a demographic. Um, we also get a lot of men in. Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's great to see men being proud to take care of their skin. It's weird to think about how little attention we literally pay to skin when it covers our body. I mean, yeah. but it is like a living, breathing organism. Just it's the like, largest organ on the yeah. body. Um, and actually, speaking to what Michelle said, we've had a couple emails within actually the last month with moms asking if they can bring in their young child. I've had someone even ask who has an eight-year-old. So I think they're starting to realize that skincare is so important and preventative care and education for the young girls is really important. Yeah, and how to take care of your skin. That's yeah. kind of a good idea for a mother-daughter like, yes. class thing. Because yep. no one wants to listen to their mom telling them to wash their face. Right. But if it feels like it's fun and it's interactive and it's these pretty beautiful women that you aspire to maybe be or to look up to, then that seems a lot more fun. Yeah. Totally. And I think with us wanting to cater to all different skin types and everybody, um, I think eventually we will talk about like a mama and me facial where you yeah. just educate the young girls and um, do something with that too. Cause we do want to be a jack of all trades when it comes to skincare. My mom worked at the Estee Lauder counter oh, and she did like makeup tutorials. Do you think she ever, like I never knew how to apply makeup. I still barely do. And I, I mean, I should have like gotten that from my mom, right? Yeah. But it was like my mom, like I wasn't going to let her touch my face. <laughs> yeah, She'd totally. Like, You're wearing too much blue eyeshadow. That is not a good color for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like parents when they're trying to coach their kids. That's right. You know, you or like, teach you to drive. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, please don't tell me how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, dang it. I wish I would have listened to that. Totally. So y- you guys have a lot of success between the two of you. And a lot of people listening to this podcast are thinking about businesses that they want to start. Are there like words of wisdom that you just sort of have at the ready when people ask you this question? Because I know you've been asked it before. Like, what does it take? You better be passionate. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Like, you have to be so passionate about it. And we are just so passionate about the beauty industry that it was easy for... No, I don't want to say easy, but... We had so much fun creating the business, and we just love it so much. And that gets you through the rough times? Yeah, and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with really smart, positive people. I think that's huge because you can't just do it alone. And so anyone going into a business saying, all right, I'm going to start this. It's like, okay, well, who are you going to have helping you out that maybe can do the tasks better than you on, on certain items? And so I think that is really important. Our staff is fantastic and we have such an amazing team behind us is it hard for you to decide when to add staff or did you have a business plan and you knew like we can have six estheticians before 
or do you like have you reinvested all the money you're making to like get the next location open particularly interested in michelle having primp you had nine Mm -hmm. so you must know what that tipping point is of when you needed to add staff or open that next spot you know we opened the face foundry we did a soft opening february 22nd by march 1st our grand opening we were fully booked and so i think that was our sign all right, we need more people on. Yeah, um, this is something where we're not we're not meeting the needs of the customer if mm-hmm. if they can't get in and they're booking out a week in advance because our whole concept was let's book it the day of walk-ins welcome, and so I think you have to really be in tune and and be able to adjust to the client's needs and the client's schedule. But mm-hmm. we we have a very very um, clear concise you know year long plan where we know our growth trajectory, we know our projections, and we base all of our hiring off of that. Are there more face foundries in the plans? Oh, yes. We've got two we're working (laughs) on right now. Um, And then we have have big plans for early 2020 that we'll announce. So a med spa. Mm -hmm. How is a med spa different than, like, a salon? Mm. A med... I wouldn't say we're a med spa, um, if that's what you're kind of asking. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. And, like, if you're someone who cares about their face, yep. do you have your spa that you go to and then your med person that you go to? Like, how many people do we need to maintain this perfection? Yeah. Hmm. Um, a med spa has all medical grade. You have to have an AP license, which now we do have... AP, we do have AP services at the mm-hmm. Face Foundry. What does AP stand for? Um, advanced practice. So you have to have that license now for some most of the services we actually offer. Dermoplaning, any extractions, like um, microcurrent. microcurrent, LED, hydrofacial. Um, how we are different from a med spa? Um, we don't have Botox and injections. We really just cater to skincare needs. Okay. And when we talk about skincare, like, tell me about some of the advancements that you've seen in like the last five years. You just mentioned five things that I think I've heard of one of them. <laughs> yeah. <five>. <laughs> totally. Um, well, I think our favorite treatment is the hydrofacial. Have you heard of that one it's before? The wa- I know it's water, hydra. Yep. I'm yep. smart. Yep. <laughs> so it, in layman's terms, it goes in, it's like a... It's like a vacuum um, carpet cleaner. Goes in, shoots in water, and pulls out all of the dirt. And that's like the best way I can describe it to Sounds people. Good. That yeah. I know, right? Um, it gets your face so shiny and clean. It's unbelievable. Best treatment, I would say, we have, hands down. Um, but microcurrent is something that has been around, but the technology has improved drastically over the years. And that's something that we have incorporated into one of our facials called the Sculpt. And I know Allie just mentioned that. It's amazing. We also came up with a 10-minute Hungarian massage that we incorporate with it, which is goes in, it tightens, it, it really releases any tension you have in your jaw. Let's face it, everybody clenches their jaw yeah. at some point. I know I do at least. Yeah. And so that mixed with the microcurrent is just an amazing workout for your face. So those are two treatments that I feel like have really come 
come full circle this last year that are fantastic. Um, advances in chemical peels, I feel like there are chemical peels with very little downtime, whereas 10 years ago, you were out for a week. Now you just peel for, you know, 24 hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so there's different levels of peels, right? Oh, yes. Yep. I know someone that had a very aggressive peel that it took them like three weeks to heal, but boy... She it had amazing result. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I have. I think we've all noticed actually. People are shying away from plastic surgeries and facelifts. Now they're trying to do everything they can to prevent that. So with those peels and hydrofacials and advanced practice services, you can really achieve amazing skin without having to go under a knife. <laughs> do you feel like you guys have to be like supermodel skin models? Because this is your business, like you both have beautiful skin, but do you think about that? Like if you feel like dry when you wake up, are you like, oh, I have to get a facial? Because you're almost yes. like an <laughs> embodiment of this product, right? You're walking yeah. billboards. I yeah. mean, like yeah. you, you, yes, you, I, I do at least like I really did suffer a lot from um, cystic acne. Uh-huh. And so doing aggressive chemical peels, I had to because I felt like otherwise you really can't show the results and through the face foundry the last seven months i've seen a huge improvement in my skin it's beautiful but, oh gosh well yeah i'm just you're I've very kind been staring at both of you just like oh, oh this works i think we truly believe in our products we've we have some great products that we've worked on with doctors and formulating our own products has been a huge thing we really only have services we want to do and like the the product that we want to use because i mean why would we if we're not practicing what we preach you know it's hard to talk about something you're not obsessed with are you making your own like lotions and oils and yes and actually one of our very favorite products you talk about being dry our favorite go-to product is um, an aerosol collagen spray. We worked with a German doctor. He actually was treating burn victims mm-hmm. with these collagen bandages. He saw such drastic results that he then created these collagen face masks. We actually have them. We're the only place in the Midwest that you can get the collagen face mask. And then he started creating these aerosol um, collagen sprays. And so, of course, we were like, this is the most amazing product. How do we partner and get it here. Yeah. So we worked with them. It's called the collagen spritz. You spray it on before makeup, after makeup, all day. It's the most hydrating thing you can do for your skin, oh, especially like when it's like negative two. I am amazing. I think I have one in my bag. I, I literally <laughs> like get this. I have my heater on my phone app and I like when it gets cold like this, I get these messages like, low humidity danger low humidity i'm like i don't need you to send me the app i can feel it in my face oh yeah totally (laughs) all right so you guys are creating products is it you're in a kind of competitive field so how do you stand out or do you feel the pressure to like create a brand experience that's different i think that we're approachable and that makes us stand out like you can come in and get a facial under a hundred dollars and it's effective. And I think that we really embraced social media Mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, we showcase our before and afters, which let's face it. Like, I think that always speaks volumes, Yes, but we post our daily openings and our openings for tomorrow. So let's say you have the day off sporadically. Yay. Look at our social media posts and see if you can pop in for a facial. It's that easy. Okay. That's interesting to me. 
because I don't think I've seen that before. Exactly. So on like, let's say Instagram, if we're following you, you'll do a post and say like, we have openings at these times today and you can just call and book. Actually, we have an app and you can literally book in under 30 seconds. It's, there's this thing called quick booking on it and Uh I'll show you the openings for that day. You can click on it and you're already logged in when you after you log in for the first time it'll show you your past appointments your upcoming appointments and you can click it book it and you're on the the schedule for the day did you guys create that or are you using a third party yep yeah it's our app it's catered just for the face foundry so okay let's talk about that because creating an app is really challenging for a lot (laughs) of people yes and very expensive it's gonna be a long podcast because yeah. we got a lot to tell you. That, that app is a hurdle. Yes, <laughs> we're proud of it. Yes. Um, generally, apps, in my experience, that have anything more than a few clicks and a few pictures are between ten and twenty thousand dollars. What made you decide to that you needed an app versus using like Schedule Schedulicity or any of the other beauty apps? We wanted it to be quick and user friendly. And I feel like that was a big thing with this app is like, let's make it as easy as possible. You know, we post the openings on Instagram, but you still have to call in or you have to jump online. You might as well just have an app and book it quickly. Mm -hmm. And let's be real. I feel like people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. They don't. It's just how it's a kind of a drag to get on your phone and call. Like people just want to get on an app now and it's just where our world is going. So So if I go to your Instagram and I click in your link am i going to go to your app or your website so uh we have a link on our bio that has a bunch of different links okay so so it'll say download our app Mm -hmm. yep link tree exactly yep Yep. all right so you're really in the technology space how did you inter? how did you know who to hire to make you this app and did you have it like in your mind what you wanted we've been working with them for a long time since the beginning so i feel like that was an easy assumption that we were going to hire him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really made us choose them for multiple things. Who did you use? Uh, he's actually based in India. Okay. <laughs> his, All right. his name is uh, Yash. <laughs> and he, he's the best. He's amazing. Um, but he, he's someone that we took on very early knowing we could potentially potentially get an app you know made. How did you find Yash? Did you use like Fiverr or how did you get connected? Oh. Uh, through our point of sale. Okay. Yep. So it was yep. co- a connection through that. Um, okay. So working with someone in India then to create this app, were they sending you like wireframes back and forth or? It was yep. every day, all day. I mean, chats. Yep. Right. Lots of edits, wording, wireframes, approving, going through, you know, the process from, okay, how do we want it to look when they open the app? all the way to do we want them to have to log in or do they have to create an account? Yes. Do we want them? It's a lot of little things that we just had to decide for our business what what we wanted on the app. And what that user experience is like. Right. How did you know like I what think, you wanted? Yeah. Cleanliness. I mean, I think that's the, when you get some of these apps and you're trying to navigate, it gets so cloudy you know where you're like wait do I go back do it you know we just wanted it to be so clean and neat Mm -hmm. where it's like listen you want this facial easy click it you want this time frame easy click it this location like keep it so simple do people pay online too it links to their account yep and so you can put your credit card in and you could 
leave and be done. Yeah, our clients actually don't even have to bring a wallet in. We have their, if they put their credit card in and save it to their file, we make it that easy. They can literally just be like, yep, put it on my card. I do like that because one of those parts of the salon experience that I don't love is the standing at the checkout line at the end Mm -hmm. where the tipping is awkward. The like, do you want to buy any of this stuff is awkward. I never know, like... Is the person cutting my hair getting commission if she sells me this stuff, or mm-hmm. does she really like think I need to have it? Yeah, I have a relationship now where I think I have it dialed in, but yeah. it's always <laughs> just like this weird, awkward dance that you're doing at the end of your service, and you just want to get out of there. Agreed, yeah. and that's why we decided to go cashless. So mm-hmm. everything is cashless, and you can tip it very easily at either the checkout or when you're taking notes with your esthetician. Yeah, that's weird too. A lot of places are like, you can only tip in cash because they don't want to pay the yeah. 3% credit uh, yeah. card fee to tip the employee, which I don't understand that for yeah. like, have some convenience for your customers. Totally. We don't carry around cash so that we can give your people a tip. Right. Exactly. And I think we are such great listeners to what our clients need too. So we've even started incorporating iPads so they don't even have to go to the front desk. That That'll soon be... Our goal and what we're dialing in is they get to, with their esthetician, they can consult. It's all on the iPad. We have all past notes that we can see on both locations. So we know what Edina Esthetician did versus North Loop Esthetician. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then they can check out right at their seat, you know, right on their bed. All right. You mentioned North Loop. You mentioned Edina. Are there any other locations that you can talk about? Um, we're really pushing for St. Paul. Okay, because we love St. Paul, and we'll just we'll just be the first to tell you. I feel like it'll be in my neighborhood somewhere, perhaps. Yeah, I, we love this neighborhood. Yeah, I uh, I live near the Blair Arcade, which is a good esthetician spot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, there's also the Coven is opening there, which yeah. is a co working environment, oh, yeah. which yep. I think will attract a lot of urban folks that are looking for services and. Yeah. Um, we're kind of in a little revitalization in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. I've spoke to Aaron. I think we will end up partnering with them, especially if we do a North Loop location. Somehow, just maybe do a pop-up shop there. Yeah. Or just do something really fun to cater to their clients or their members, I should say. Yeah, it would be great. All right. Two, I'm going to ask you each to, we're going to wrap up with your, like, your entrepreneurial wisdom, like, is there like a mantra or something that like when you think about your entrepreneur experience, if you were going to tell your younger self, like what would it be? Mm. Alia, should I start with you? Mm. Or you can point at Michelle and make her start. Oh, I can start. I think make sure you love what you're doing. I, it's a lot of work. So back I think to the passion piece. Ba- yes. Be passionate about it. I think looking back I don't think I could have worked, you know, day in, day out, sacrificed a lot of time away from my kid um, if I didn't love it as much as I do How much do you work? Um, When do we not work? (laughs) All the time. Yes, we work. I mean, we work Monday through Friday. I mean, even on the weekends we're working. You don't really shut off as business owners. So I felt like that experience, too. How about you, Michelle? You know, I would I would quote Henry Ford. I love him. I always think he has the best. Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? No, but I really do want to see that. It's apparently dynamite. Really? Yeah. Like for a car movie, I was like, I don't want to go see a car movie. And my mother-in-law was like, yes, you do. It's a great movie. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put that on my list. Um, Whether you think you can or you think you can't, 
you're probably right. And I love the idea of like, think positive, manifest what you want. Because I do think in business, it's so important to really be positive because there are a lot of hard down moments, you know, where you're questioning yourself. And I think that's where you really have to like channel in and say, I can do this. I will manifest this. I mean, a long time ago, 12 years ago, I was riding my bike to my first build out. I had no gas money. I didn't even have a car. It was, it was hard, but you know, we got to where we are right now in building businesses because we believed in ourselves and we manifested something really great. Do you remember the book, The Secret? I love the book. I read that every day. Do you really still? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. My old radio partner, we talked a lot about the power of intention and Mm -hmm. she made a big impact on me. And I still think about putting the intentions out into the universe. Like even sometimes when you don't necessarily believe it in that moment, if you put it out in the universe, I feel like the universe helps you get there. Totally. In your moments where you're not like completely feeling it. As long as it's out there, it's like the energy of the world keeps it moving forward. I um, I always, so I buy myself a new secret copy every year and I write down all my intentions for the year in it. And so it's like kind of my like intention journal. But if you want a really good book, get Energy Speaks. That's okay. kind of the next version, I feel like, of the secret. Okay. Um, I really enjoy that. But yeah, I'm a big believer in manifesting. So like and thinking that you can. And writing down goals too as we're kind of wrapping up for the thinking about the new year. Absolutely. So people, you know, when I was an entrepreneur, they were like, did you goal set? I was like, yeah, I did. I wrote one month, three month, yep. six month, a year, five and 10 year goals. Yeah. And personal and professional, I did them both. And then I made my husband start doing it. And then I made my kids start doing it. And we look back and we have accomplished so many of the things that yeah. we wanted five years ago. I mean, I retired at like 46. That's amazing. That is amazing. It was super like, who would have thought if you would have told me when I was running my business in the thick of it, like you're going to retire at 46. It's like, no, I'm not. And I didn't, but I could have. And you know, that idea of like, I'm going to make a million dollars. You can, Mm -hmm. but you got to like really focus in and understand what that looks like to you and what's important to you balancing you know I had a major health crisis in the middle of all that yeah and just how do you like stay on track and what becomes important to you maybe changes so goal setting really important we um my partner and I do a every year at the beginning of the year we do our vision board and we like go all out it's like an all-day project where we like tape up everything every single goal we have anything we want to manifest every picture everything and it's so important to do that, you know, and, and keep it in front of you. Do you, Where is it? Is it in your bathroom? <laughs> no, it's in our bedroom. Okay. <laughs> All right. The manifestation of energy. What was uh, the secret and energy speaks. Be- speaks. Okay. I'm going to get that book for the new year. That's going to be my project. Do it. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been great to hear more about Face Foundry. Thank and people you. can find you. Give us your handles so that if people want a book. Yeah, can. The Face Foundry on Instagram and Facebook and uh, www.thefacefoundry.com. All right. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, thank thank you. you.